All right, well, hopefully that doesn't start off weird in the podcast. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. Um, I was having some uh, technical difficulties over here. All right, well, let me jump right into it. Today, we're going to talk about five traits that make that separate the best from the rest, right? What, what makes a professional a professional and an amateur an amateur? Um, and this kind of conversation for me is really stemmed from some stuff that I've been dealing with at work. And it was just, you know, to go, I mean, I'm gonna, we'll go right into the story. It makes it easier for me. Uh, I brought, hired two new people, and one of the coaches on her day three literally texts me saying that it's not going to be the right fit and quit without notice, and uh, it just really rubbed me wrong, and it was one of those moments as a business owner, you were like, ah, this is the shit that's so frustrating with people sometimes, um, and it kind of just, you know, I wanted to talk about, like, you know, for for me, when I think about how immature and irresponsible and how it was handled on how the whole thing happened. Um, not that quitting is a bad thing. People quit jobs all the time, but via text with no notice and no showing all clients, it just kind of reminded me like, man, what, what, what separates professionals from amateurs and, you know, the, the, the top, the elite, the best from everyone else. Right. So I wanted to kind of break this down of like, what are, what are five key reoccurring traits that pop up with professionals, right? What, what are, what are these things that, and this is obviously going to be a little bit more focused on kind of mindset, right? Not so much backgrounds and other things like that. It's just going to be really focused on the key elements of what separates the mindset of professionals versus amateurs, right? What, what makes the best when, and I'm not just talking about work. This could be professionals in sport, but this also could be, you know, things that, because when most people think about profession, they think about what are things that I get paid for, right? So this could be athletes. This could be people for our day-to-day jobs. But these are also going to be traits that also transfer over into life and your relationship and how you handle everything with yourself. So these are going to be the five things that I broke down. And I don't really know if I put these in order of importance or in order of priority. I just kind of labeled off how I was going. So to start it up and to open it up, I want to start with grits, right? For me, the one thing that really, really separates the best from the rest is going to be grit, right? And grit is basically... You know, the ability to endure hardship and continue to move forward, right? I think one of the things that, uh, especially nowadays with just most society, just because we're so highly stimulated and we have the, uh, this is always one of my favorite little research things that came out that says that the average human has an attention span of a goldfish nowadays, which is uh, pretty depressing to hear out loud when you you think about that. But grit is basically saying like, hey, you know, there is going to be setbacks, there is going to be failures in life and there's going to be things that really kind of derail you from your progress. And most of us, when we look at failures or those kind of, you know, those incidents that happen in life, we look at that as like, Oh, everything's failing. Everything's falling apart. I should just quit. You know, this is not meant for me. And the doubt starts to kick in and, you know, we start to just naturally go down this rabbit hole mentally with ourselves. So just kind of figuring out like, well, Hey, is this opportunity going to be the best thing for me? Um, you know, and I, I, I see this all the time with work and we see this all the time with, you know, kids in sports and we see this all the time with schooling and job opportunity. We see this in relationships. I think this, when you kind of think about why divorce rates are so high versus why they weren't so high hundred years ago, I don't know. I'm not an expertise in that area, but like a lot of this stuff seems to be kind of happening. That's reoccurring. So number one is grit, understanding that everything in life that you have set for yourself when it comes to goals for, you know, financial goals, your physical goals, you know, whatever goal you might have to be set out for yourself, you have to understand and be prepared for that there will be setbacks, right? Like for me, I was a little frustrated this week with just with the work stuff. And that's just kind of, hey, it's a, it's an obstacle. It's a setback. It's, 
not obviously the way I want things to be kind of going down, but also I have to be responsible enough and mature enough with myself to understand like, hey, that stuff will happen, right? And it also will happen again. Um, and it could be worse. That's definitely a personal record for the shortest employment I've ever had in the four and a half years of being open here. But it's something that I was constantly kind of just reminding myself throughout the week. And this is literally why I put this podcast and this subject together with this email newsletter this week is I was like, hey, not only is this something that's going to be great for people to hear, um, I really have been reminding myself of these things. And this is why I wanted to talk about it this week, right? So grit is basically saying that, you know, there, there's going to be these hardships and setbacks like we talked about. Number one, you have to prepare yourself for that will stuff, you know, that stuff will happen, right? And if you are blind and you don't think that's going to happen and you live in this very Cinderella perfection lifestyle and you think nothing's ever going to go wrong with you, when you do have these things that are setbacks or failures or however we want to look at them, they completely derail you from what you were doing and they just knock you off your high horse. And this is where most people fall into some level of depression. So number one, when you look at the elites, when you look at the best in every job and every sport and everything that we do in life, the people that are at the top of the food chain here are the ones that have immense amount of grit. They're willing to take those setbacks. They're willing to take those failures. And their mindset and their approach to them are very different. They don't look at them being like, oh, shit, like this is this is it. I failed. I'm done. I would move on, right? Um, you know, you have to have these conversations with yourself when you're looking at every opportunity and every goal that we set in life. And uh, if you don't have the conversation, that's why it gets harder to deal with when those things do happen, right? Not that we should necessarily plan for them, right? Like the person that I lost that I just hired when she quit, I didn't, I obviously didn't plan to hire her for her to quit in her first week and obviously how it was handled. Um, but it definitely, you know, it kind of kicked me in a little, like a little jolt of reality every once in a while to go like, hey, like these are things that we have to be kind of prepared for and we adjust moving forward, right? So any goal that you have set for your night for your life, right? When it comes to obviously fitness, because that's where I generally try to keep the subject about. But you know, with with functional lifestyles and pursuit of balance, this podcast that I'm doing, I want it to be a little bit more holistic. It's not just about physical well being. It's about your mental. It's about your emotional. It's about your spiritual, your social, your environmental, your financial. Like health is so well rounded. It's not just a single facet of hey, this guy's got a six pack. He must have his health together, right? That because that's not the definition. So this is something that at the core of what we talk about with our six dimensions, that mindset is everything, right? And the thing that's going to separate you from having success with your goals versus failing or versus never even making any progress is number one is always going to be your mindset, right? So for me, I think grit was probably the the reason why it was number one for me. It was just like the first thing that came to my mind, right? That people that run really, really successful businesses, right? The people that do really, really well in sports or in competitions, the people that do really well, really well in any area of their life are the ones that are willing to endure more hardship and continue to move forward. They look at failures as information, right? Did I not like use, I'm going to keep coming back to this example because obviously this is where this podcast was stemmed from. Did I not do a good enough job with my due diligence of my on-ramping? Did I not do a, uh, a detailed enough kind of interviewing process? Did I not do that work, right? These are all things that I need to take moving forward when I do my next hire and my next everything that I do as information for me to use. So hopefully I'm not repeating the same mistake. Mistakes will happen. Repeating the same mistake over and over then it starts to become, hey, this is a problem on you, right? Um, but all not, I'm not saying this mistake was my fault, but I generally do try to take a lot of responsibility, especially in, inside of my own business of like, hey, well, what, what could I 
have done better there, right? Like, so I try to reevaluate everything I look, even success and failure. But I'm going to tell you from experience, failure will teach you way more than success will, right? When things are going well, everything's kosher. You're just moving forward. You have the momentum. You're the, you know, the progress is there. The energy's there. When you have the setback and the failure, this is where a lot of us kind of get very demotivated, right? And I'm not going to say that even the people, the professionals in this scenario don't get demotivated. This is definitely something that's still hard to swallow, but we're willing to go, okay, that was a setback. There's nothing I can do about this now. What can I do about this moving forward? And what do I need to do more importantly today, right now, right? Am I willing to endure these things that I signed up for, right? One of the things that when I first started the business, you know, for me, a little backstory, I wanted to own a gym since I was 16. So I wanted a gym for literally 10 years prior to me actually opening it. I had to wait to financially be secure enough to be able to do it. Obviously, maturity wise, like there was a lot of factors until I was ready. Last year during the pandemic, I actually was probably my first, well, I wouldn't say my first time, but like first time I was really, really challenged of kind of like, wow, this is losing control and being shut down and having the government tell me what to do and kind of losing the kind of the freedom of being an entrepreneur. It was challenging for me mentally for sure. Um, but I had to remember and I literally tell me, I tell myself this all the time. This is what I signed up for, right? This is what you wanted. You wanted to be able to have more independence. You wanted to have more control over your life. And, you know, with those responsibilities, you know, it comes with higher responsibilities that back that up as well. Um, and you have to remember, like the last, you know, two podcasts ago, when we talked about goals versus sacrifice. If you have these intense goals and if you do want to be the best and you want to be the best version of yourself or the best person in your job or the best person in the relationship you can be, it comes with a level of sacrifice that most of us are A, not willing to do. And this is why most people will never reach the top five or one or 10% even, right? So when this, once again, trying to be the best version of yourself, these traits, all five of them that I break down are going to be things that we all need to work on. So number one is grit, right? The willing the willingness to be able to endure the setbacks, the hardships, the failures, and continue to move forward, continue to get punched in the face, continue to build that scar tissue over time, and making yourself a better version of yourself through those versus being kicked off your horse and saying, fuck it, I quit. So that's number one. Number two is a big one for me. Uh, we used to talk about this. I actually, this is something I stole kind of from my football coach when I was really young. And he said, one of the things that makes really good athletes, the best athletes, is the willing to you know, adapt. So adaptation would be number two for me. Adaptation is basically saying, you know, I think Jeff Bezos has this quotes of like, you know, be be stubborn in your goal, but be flexible in your your route and your process, right? Meaning like, hey, I do have an objective of doing X, but how I get there, I don't need to be hooked on phonics about, right? It's not a straight line because no, everyone knows that it's never going to be a straight line. So the willingness, and this is all the, all these things obviously do tie into each other, but the willingness to be able to, to adapt, to certain scenarios and move forward are going to be the things that really kind of separate people, right? So coming back to number one, when you think about grit, was when they're all when we do have these setbacks, we do have these failures, we do have these things that kind of, you know, kick us off our progress that we have. The next thing when you look at adaptation is basically saying, okay, well, what do I do now in order to really to adapt to this current situation, right? So for us, I moved forward, right? And I had to move fast. I heard, you know, this news on Saturday of like, shit, okay, I'm losing a coach that I just hired and I just went through this all on-ramping process. Now I have three chefs that I need to be able to cover. On Monday, 48 hours later, we already had two interviews set up. So you have to look at, okay, what is the thing that I have to adapt to and how do I move forward? Because that adaptation is what's going to get me to continue to grow, right? And when you look at adaptation for you guys, and this could be something that's like, hey, like, Maybe you plateaued in the gym. Maybe you're not losing weight anymore. Maybe you're stuck at the same job role and the same job pain. You haven't moved forward in a willing. What are the things that you have to adapt 
or change in order for that to actually change too, right? So if you're not happy with the progress that you are making or not making even, you have to adapt that process that you're doing in order to get that progress that you're looking for. So adaptation will be a huge thing, right? Because adaptation is the thing that gives you that flexibility within. Once again, be stubborn on the goal, be flexible on the path. Number three is intention. This one's a huge one for me, right? Intention is, and I see this in the gym to kind of keep this a little bit more related to the to the gym scenario for most people that are maybe listening to this or clients that are listening to this is when you do things, do it with intention. Don't just do it to do it, right? Um, you know, I've, I see this in employment all the time. I always tell people there's generally kind of two different types of people that show up for work. There's the people that clock in at nine and leave at five and then they don't spend any time being early, don't spend any extra time, you know, staying later or doing extra work or going the extra mile. Um, what's the good old quote? It's like, you know, do, do more than what you're paid for and you soon will be paid for more than what you do, right? Meaning that what you do has a specific role. And if you just to keep this relationship to exercise, if I say, hey, four sets of five is your exercise and we're going to do this for six weeks and we're doing back squats. If you do four sets of five at the same weight with the same level of intensity and, the, you know, the same everything, you will not grow. Right. There has to be intention. There has to be a path moving forward for you that you have intention on what you're doing with your future and your goals. But you also have intention inside of the moment of what you are currently doing, right? Um, coming back to like just using fitness as an example is there's so many people that they squat and they just go through it, right? Versus actually thinking about bracing and feeling the floor and tracking the you know the knees correctly and engaging the hip flexors on the way down and breathing mechanically efficient, right? That's the difference between me just going up and down versus a squat. So intention means that the one thing that if you look at professionals, it's not about them just necessarily always working harder than everybody. We always hear that it's all about work ethic and it's all about outworking or competition. Don't get me wrong. That's that's hard work and that's stuff that is definitely a big thing for me. I'm all about work ethic, but I'm also all about working smarter. And I always tell people working smarter is working harder, right? Because it is hard to work smart because you have to be more efficient. You have to put those systems in place. You have to have those plans um, and you have to be intentional with every single thing you do. I'd much rather do things that have less requirement on time that give me the same result versus something that has the you know more time with the same result. That is putting intention into something. That is being more efficient with your systems. Um, and that is a huge piece, right? Number four is going to be presence. Presence for me um, is something that I think I talk about all the time. And it's become more and more part of my conversation as I've gotten older. And more, you know, I'm not a religious person, but I'm definitely spiritual. Like I, I believe in something bigger. Um, and as I've kind of worked on that side of my health over the last few years, Presence has been something that's kind of been a reoccurring thing. Like when I started meditating, you know, a year and a half ago, I've been pretty consistent with that and, you know, working on breath work and all these other things. And the one thing that really I want to spend a lot of time working on with people is not just making people physically good looking, but this very holistic point of view of like, in order for us to be happy, we have to kind of find balance between every area of our life. And this is where pursuit of balance comes from. But like I said earlier, it's like it, it's the physical, it's the, it's the mental, it's the emotional, it's the social, it's the environmental, it's the financial. It's trying to find that kind of sweet balance between all of them. When you only put all your eggs into one basket of health, yeah, sure. If I put all my eggs into just looking physically really fit, then yeah, you, you probably will get that done. But is that going to come with the sacrifice of you? Losing spirituality is that going to come with the sacrifice of using your, you know, your social life and health? Is that going to come with the you losing your mental, whatever it might be? 
that's where kind of happiness resides is when we find that sweet little balance. And the reason why we always call it pursuit is because this is a constant thing that's forever changing. It's dynamic. So presence, when we think about the good old quote of depression lives in the, lives in the past and anxiety lives in the future, presence, the only thing that matters is your current moment, right? Um, and anytime we have these setbacks that I was talking about to kind of where this whole podcast, you know, came this week for and where the, the idea sparked from, I'm sorry, it's very easy for you to me to get in my head, right? It's very easy for me to be like, ah, fuck, like I'm a little like depressed about it because like, did I screw up on how I did that? There's obviously that kind of side of the scenario and conversation in my head, but then there's also the other side of like, just be being anxious. Like, oh fuck, like now I had my, I had my head coaches on a week vacation. I had another coach that's going to be out for a few days and I had one that just quits. I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know, it was super easy for me this week to just feel myself just getting anxious. Right. And I had to constantly remind myself and I had, I meditated a little bit more this week and made sure I was consistently doing that. If like, stay present, stay present right? There's only one thing you can do. And that's the current thing that you're working on. And I always try to remind clients that even though we might have 10 or 15 or 20 things going on, you can only do one of those at a time, right? And one of the best things that I, 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 I like one of my favorite quotes that I hear from athletes after a game, Hey, well, you know, how did you play so well? How did you score so many points? how did you get every? They all say the same thing. It's all about one play at a time, right? And that right there is the definition of a professional staying present. It's not about focusing on what we're at during the season. It's not about focusing on the game. It's not about focusing on the quarter. It's about focusing on the one single play and the single role that I have to do, right? So this is when you think about planning and you think about intention like we just talked about, you know, these are all things that, you know, come inside of planning. Like for me, it's like a very intentional to go, okay, well, this is the things that we need to do. Write them down, right? Now, what do I need to do right now? That's where I put all my focus and my energy because if I have my energy start to wander on the other five things I should be doing or this personal thing or this thing and this thing, what I'm currently working on, A, suffers, and B, it never really gets done to its full effect. So if you want to deliver 100% quality work to everything that you do with your relationship, with your training, with your work, you have to, number one, be intentional. Number two, stay present. Right, Because when you are present, there is intention behind that work that you're doing, and that's where your best work is done. Right, So remember that most amateurs are trying to do a million things at once, while professionals are trying to do one thing and be the best. Right, So focus on that and stay present in the moment. And then the last one for me is a big one. A lot of people, and this is execution, right? Execution and almost speed of execution and speed. So this is going to be a little bit of both, right? A lot of, you know... I, and I use the word amateurs, right? Because professional versus amateurs is going to give people the, you know, the best versus the rest or what makes the, the elite in any area of life different from the rest. Um, a lot of people wait for motivation, right? We wait for motivation to do the spark for us, right? Versus professionals, they run off discipline, right? Um, and execution of that, no matter what we do when we're tired, when we don't want to show up, when you want to quit, they still execute, right? And the, one of my uh, quote I heard probably two, three weeks ago that I love now is, Moments of low motivation are great opportunities for you to work on your level of discipline, right? So think about it this way. All clients, or sorry, not clients, just all humans in general, we're motivated by progress, right? When we're making progress in our job, in our health, and our relationships, or you know whatever it might be as always, that's where we're motivated, right? Because the human body, the neurochemistry has changed. You're like, wow, we're making progress. I'm getting these things. I'm motivated by that. Now, when you're not making progress, when you are plateaued, when you are stuck in a rut, this is what's going to separate the best from the rest because that is an opportunity to be able to work on discipline with low motivation, right? That's an opportunity to still execute on things that you have to do. So if we were to take that as an example, 
Um, let's say, just to kind of use this relationship because I want to keep them around health and exercise. Let's say you've been working out for 10 years. In the last two years of your exercise routine, you have been in a plateau. You've been stuck. You're not making any progress. You're not getting any stronger. You're not losing any weight. And you're starting to lose motivation. Most people, if not all people, right, and this is a 90-plus percent of people, will quit eventually, right? And the reason why they quit is what's the point of me spending money on a gym? What's the point of me wasting my time, spending uh, you know, my, my energy and my resources allocated to doing something that's not working? The professional in that situation would take the time to, number one, have the willingness and the grit to be able to continue to push through. Number one would have the adaptation level to be able to change the plan to go, hey, whatever I am doing is obviously not working. Whatever they do decide to change, they would stay present in that moment. They would do everything with intention behind what they do, and they would execute, right? So when you look at execution, when you look at presence, when you look at intention, when you look at adaptation, and you look at grip, these for me are kind of the five big traits that the top percent of people in all areas of life have, right? So if you want to work on just being the better version of yourself, not the best athlete on the field, not the best employee that, you know, the work, whatever it might be, I don't care what you're trying to be the best at, but whatever we try to focus on with life, I hope most people try to do it with some level of respect for themselves of wanting to be the best, right? I really, I don't understand why people are okay and complacent with not being the best at what they do, like in a relationship, in their work, in the gym, like the whole point of us is literally trying to be a better version of ourselves every single day. Because when we're working on that and doing that, that's where the motivation follows and then we can leverage our own energy. So number one, to kind of recap everything for you guys, grit, right? Understand setbacks and failures and things will kind of knock you off your high horse. They will demotivate you. They will make you question the process and everything that you are doing. But the willingness to you know persevere and move forward, that's gonna be number one. Number two is gonna be adaptation. Not everything will stay the same, right? The only thing that's constant in life is change. So if you're willing to, your willingness to adapt to everything that happens and willingness to more importantly understand that you will have to adapt. Um, how I ran my business four years ago is nowhere close to how I run it now. And I guarantee four years from now, it's going to be different as well. So we're always adapting. That's going to be the thing that's going to make us better as humans is, you know, your training won't stay the same. Your diet won't stay the same. What you ate 10 years ago is not what you ate today. So adaptation is going to be a huge one. Number three is going to be intention. Make sure every single thing that you do in life has intention behind it. Don't just do it subconsciously. Become more conscious, right? There was a fact I heard the other day on a podcast. It was saying, I think it was like anybody over 35, I forget what the percentage was, but it was like well over 50%. Um, it may even be 60%. But it was like over 50% of our lives are very habitual, meaning that we just do things just unconsciously. Right, there's not there's not conscious intention, right? If you want to get better at what you're doing, do it with intention, do it with purpose, right? The last, or number four, I'm sorry, is presence. I think this is a huge one. You guys will hear me talk about this all the time. The ability to stay present in the moment is the only thing you should care about. What happened a minute ago or a day ago or an hour ago or a year ago or a decade ago does not matter anymore. It's information now, right? What is going to happen in a minute from now, an hour from now, in a week from now, in a year from now, in a decade from now also does not matter. What you are currently doing right now is the only thing that you should focus on. Your presence is the thing that's going to allow you to have that intention. It's going to have that. It's going to make the grid a little bit easier. When you focus on the future or the past, you are checked out, 
right? And this is where depression and anxiety will obviously start to co-create itself. And then the last one, which is going to be the big one, is all things lie within execution. You know, one thing that I say all the time is I became really big into reading books over the last two years, and I read all the time for, I probably spend two to three hours a day between books and podcasts and YouTube videos and just education. Education, though, is a complete waste of time if I'm not executing on those things, right? So you got to remember, everyone has great ideas. Everyone is the next Jeff Bezos when they talk about it. Everyone is the next 3%, you know, whatever the hell your goal is. But your ideas literally don't mean shit. Your execution is the thing that's going to get you there. So remember that ideas and planning and talking and whatever else that follows that, your execution behind that is the thing that's going to solidify all your success. Um, I think that's it, right? I kind of rambled on. I felt myself talking fast because there was definitely a little bit of passion behind this podcast today. So thanks for listening to me. I hope you guys, as always, got something out of it. Um, just to kind of recap everything for those that want to read the emails, sign up for the newsletter. Just go to functional-lifestyles.com and click on that button right there. We put the YouTube video on there, which will also be inside of the email as well. Or you can go straight to our YouTube channel and functional lifestyles. Um, and for everyone that's listening to this, just audible, or, I mean, um, audio wise on Spotify and Apple podcasts or whatever platform this is presented on subscribe, share. I love this message getting out to people. We've been getting a lot of good feedback just from our members that are listening to it. I know this is kind of something that's starting off very small. I am completely in love with doing these. It's a great way for me to kind of sometimes vent like today and also hopefully give you guys some good valuable information that you guys can take moving forward. Um, As always, take care, have a great day, and enjoy the weekend.